Hello and welcome to Business Line Podcasts. I am Chitra Narayanan. Today we have as our guest Jay Shah, Vice President Cultural Outreach at the Mahindra Group. Of late corporates have been investing a lot in cultural projects. We've seen the Dalmia Bharat Group adopt the Red Fort and give us some immersive experiences there. We've seen Asian Paints invest in beautifying public spaces with art in Mumbai, Delhi and elsewhere. The Mahindra Group has as many as 7 festivals promoting music and culture. Coming up next month is their iconic Mahindra Blues Festival which has a great following. How do these cultural interventions help a brand? Can commerce and culture come together meaningfully? We find out from Jaisha. Welcome to a Business Line podcast uh, Mr. Shah. Good to have you here and it's such an unusual portfolio that you hold like you are heading a cultural outreach at Mahindra one has been hearing about these uh, terms like CSR but i think increasingly there's a term called CCR which is corporate cultural responsibility and increasingly i think business houses are extending patronage to the arts and culture which is i mean which is in crying need of patronage let's say you know so Absolutely. if you could yeah so if you could uh, start by highlighting um, how mahindra embarked on this journey you know i mean and why did it decide to extend patronage to the arts and culture yes thank you chitra thank you for having me on this lovely podcast the journey goes back to almost uh, uh, 15 to 16 years ago Mm-hmm. uh when um i was with uh, uh, working as mr anand mahindra's executive assistant in his office mm-hmm. and at that time he was in the process of kind of reorganizing the entire business and the way we run things and mm-hmm. the different sectors that you see that mahindra is into were formalized around that time um and uh, he was in the process of kind of um uh, creating a corporation that was um uh, really in tune with with today and and uh, had a very outward uh, community um, element to its personality mm-hmm. and while our company over our 75 year old history has always been uh, a patron of of different uh, community led events like mm-hmm. sports and culture mm-hmm. um i think what mr mahindra was interested in doing is uh, to focus on a few uh rather than do a broad based kind of one for all kind of thing mm. and and uh, he motivated us to kind of look at a couple of areas of culture that uh, need support so mm. he wanted it to be a two way street he wanted uh, um it not to be a csr event but more of a strategic uh, exploration of how the brand can benefit from our association with culture keeping in mind um the the need for corporate support for culture and therefore both elements the the corporate need for having a personality change and the culture's need to have patronage was to be kept in mind and that is the direction he gave us the first venture into this focus strategy uh, after a lot of research was our uh, adoption of theater as an art form and uh, mahindra excellence in theater uh, awards were uh, established uh, about 18 years ago uh, and um, slowly but surely we we started adding different aspects to our cultural outreach keeping in mind that we wanted to be as diverse as possible reach out to as different art forms as possible engage with different communities as possible all of that emanating to business and strategic need as well so it was not just a random um uh, kind of expansion of different uh, cultural programs but it was 
very carefully selected so that we were able to have a long-term play in these um, associations. There's nothing worse than kind of doing a dipstick um, naam ke vaste, so to speak, um, a support of something and then abandoning it after a couple of years. Uh, I think what we've realized is that if you sustain your patronage over a period of time, then the brand gets um, uh, the halo of, of being a lumbi race ka ghoda and then the art form also benefits from that continued uh, support which nothing can happen over a period of a short short couple of years. So uh, tell me, I mean, uh, we are, uh, I think, looking at Mahindra Blues, which is going to start shortly, right? So tell me how yeah. how did it like when the when whatever event that you were going to support or extend patronage to when that was at the did you get in at the inception stage itself? Or did you come in later? Or did you yourself seed the festival or event? Theatre was the first um, uh, foray. Mm. Uh, post formal foray uh, for us in, in uh, cultural outreach. So mm. Meta was established at that time. Mm. And then soon thereafter, I think three or four years thereafter, uh, both Blues and Sanatkada came around the same time. Mm. And both have different stories of uh, their genesis. Um, blues is a, is a pure play strategic uh, story, the way it, it started. Mm. Um, you, uh, I'm sure, know that Mahindra is the largest manufacturer of tractors in the world. And at that time, we were um, very keen on establishing or expanding our presence in the United States. Okay. And in order to be closer in mindset and lifestyle um, um, communication with our customer base in the Mississippi Delta, which was which is basically the farmland of the USA, uh, we were trying to explore different ways in which we can emotionally connect with them. And when I was doing my research of cultural intervention in that area, I, I explored everything from bullfighting to country line dancing to blues and jazz and all of that. Mm. And um, what really stood out uh, and ticked all our boxes of uh, the filters that we used to get into art forms was that blues as an art form was uh, kind of declining on the world stage on its popularity. Even in mm. the United States, it was, it was like the third or the fourth um, art form that people would actually uh, consider. Um, it didn't have much corporate support. Um, and uh, it was such a grassroots level uh, art form. I think just the way Hindustani classical music is the font of all our cultural mm. um, heritage, uh, just like that, blues is the, the font of American culture because mm. it was uh, the, the music of the slaves. Uh, the slaves in, in their oppressive um, habitats, you know, used to yodel across plantations when their families were, you know, torn apart by the, the landlords. And that's the way that art form evolved. And um, there is so much pride and, and um, um, you know, allegiance that the, the farmers have to that kind of um, um, culture and music that we said that if we were, we came in, stepped in and, and created a festival um, that kind of glorified that and ensured the, uh, the sustenance of that art form over a period of time, wouldn't that be lovely? And wouldn't wouldn't that farming community look at us as not just another uh, Indian company coming them, you know, coming to their country to sell them product, but uh, a company that is invested and truly interested in uh, creating communities? And uh, that's how the selection of the art form blues was done. And uh, given this background, one would imagine that you would want to do the festival right there in the Mississippi Delta. But then the question was that how are you really going to stand apart? We'll be in yet another. Indian company bringing, you know, 
coal to Newcastle. So mm. um, uh, it was Anand's idea to kind of situate the festival in Mumbai. Mm. And um, that turned out to be even more of a potent story for our customers to tell them that, you know, we are so invested in your culture. We understand that our art form is declining on the world stage. Here we are creating like the biggest festival there is, or at least at that time, the ambition was to uh, create a festival just like Montreux is to jazz. Uh, we wanted to create uh, Mumbai for blues. And they really bought that idea. And over the period of the 10-year history that we have with the festival, you just kind of proved that fact that uh, not only did Mumbai adopt and embrace blues as an art form uh, like a dream, but the art form resonated so well with the the culture and spirit of Mumbai. You know, mm-hmm. Mumbai is all about struggle and strife and everybody is running helter-skelter all day long. But at the end of the day, there is a smile on their face, there's a song on their lips, there's that Mumbai spirit that people keep talking about. So all that kind of came together beautifully for us, uh, the blues. Our, the farming community was happy. We were happy bringing a new art form to the city of Mumbai and actually to this part of the world. And, um, you know, that association has really helped us kind of fine-tune the brand personality. And mm-hmm. that comes back to, you know, how why is it so important to the brand? I mean... Uh, Mahindra has always been this macho, uh, rugged brand that we knew of, and we are very proud of that personality. But at the same time, with with increasing uh, customer bases, diversified customer bases, I mean, we have a lot more women as our customers. We are selling uh, products and services that are not just your rugged off-roading vehicles. Mm. We are selling vacation ownership programs, et cetera, et cetera. So we needed to soften and humanize the Mahindra brand. And mm. what other way to do it than through culture and through emotion? Yeah, wonderful. So tell me, how is the blues evolved in terms of, you know, finding talent for it? And, and the pandemic must have been a challenge. So uh, how are you uh, getting past that? Or... Oh, uh, everything is back after the pandemic with, with a bang. So, I mean, uh, this year, in fact, is going to be a monumental year. Mm. Um, uh, the festival is on the 11th and 12th of February. Um, Buddy Guy, who is like the Amitabh Bachchan of the blues uh, in 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 the U.S. and in the world, um, uh, he's uh, doing a farewell tour. So he's been our kind of patron saint of Mahindra Blues right from its inception. So much so that when we called him for the first uh, uh, blues festival uh, 11 years ago, he was so impressed by the way that we were nurturing and caring for the festival that he said, you know. Um, I run a club and truly runs this uh, club called the uh, the Buddy Guys Legends Club in Chicago, mm. which is like the mecca of the blues. It's like the focal center of the blues in the United States. It's like any blues lover going to Chicago will always go to the Buddy Guys Club uh, for an evening of blues. And he said, you know, I'm open to you guys coming over and taking over my club for a weekend um, and calling it the Mahindra Blues Weekend. And And, you know, he doesn't do that to any corporate. But he was so enamored by the way we as a corporate was um, uh, what we were doing for the blues that he and uh, for the past seven years now, six years, I think, uh, we've been doing the Mahindra Blues Weekend in Chicago uh, okay. twice a year, not just once. You know, every May and October, we have a weekend uh, where the entire club is branded the Mahindra Blues Weekend. And, you know, we have blues lovers from literally all over the world. You know, we, there's a there's a tradition now to kind of go around the club and say, you know, call out your country of origin. And literally from the Bahamas to China to Indonesia to uh, uh, Sri Lanka, you have all kinds of people in the audience. And that's how, you know, uh, we've reaped the benefit of kind of being a global brand as well. 
Okay, what did it do to your tractor sales, if I may ask? I mean, in the US. So I, would, I would love to tell you that the reason why we are the third biggest tractor manufacturer or, or service provider in the US is because of the Blues Festival. I cannot really uh, do that. but uh, And I believe it, but obviously it, it is a flawed belief. Uh, I'm sure it had a role to play. But our team in the US also uh, did a wonderful job in ensuring that the the product and the service was up to sync with what was required for the market. So a lot of work happened uh, since then from the product and service point of view and the brand point of view. Um, but the, uh, the festival and our association had some role to play as well. The thing with culture is that you really cannot do an impact analysis and you mm. cannot kind of figure out what is exactly the the role you, you played in any success story or any mm. failure story. Yeah, in um, fact, but, one of my questions was going to be on the impact of all your cultural initiatives. But okay, I mean, yeah. even uh, even if it's not from a brand standpoint, even from a uh, helping the culture, uh, uh, I mean, preserve it, there must be some kind of an impact, right? I mean, you know, uh, uh, the reason why the management has sustained these programs over a mm-hmm. period of 15 years, and not just sustained, we, we've grown from one festival to today we do seven festivals mm-hmm. in the country mm-hmm. um, um you of course need to have somebody needs to take a leap of faith and mm-hmm. anand took that leap of faith 18 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. and he um, uh, believed and continued to believe in in uh, the role culture plays in not just um, our lives but mm-hmm. our, the lives of our employees our lives the communities that we touch and um, luckily for me, who heads cultural outreach, while um, the budgeting exercise comes around every year and I am asked questions about impact and reach, we found different ways, different proxies of um, 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 and market analysis to, to kind of give people the, the, the satisfaction and confidence that this money is well spent. Okay. So whether it is um, uh, the PR that is generated and the monetary value that we can derive out of that uh, to surveys that we do, qualitative surveys, but nonetheless, the surveys and the feedback, the immense amount of love mail that we get uh, from the people who've attended our festivals, the gratification of people at the festivals, you know, people who come for Kabira uh, and, and leave the final day are looking forward to coming back uh, uh, next year. And not only them, but they bring hordes of people and their friends mm. and relatives, relatives with them. Mm. And these kinds of personal stories also give our management a huge amount of confidence that, you know, these uh, festivals are important. And it's important for corporates like us to be the part of this milieu. Okay, so for the benefit of our listeners, if you could quickly list out which are these seven festivals and where they are held. So um, I'll just go from the uh, chronology of uh, uh, the oldest to the newest festival. Mm-hmm. So I've told you the Mahindra Excellence in Theatre Awards is our mm-hmm. oldest property. It happens in Delhi every year. It's an awards program uh, where uh, we select 10 productions from all over India um, and uh, give them an opportunity to perform live in, in Delhi. A very high level jury looks at all the plays and then we have a glittering awards ceremony at the end of it. This happens in uh, March every year. And this year it is from the 23rd to 29th of March in Delhi. Soon thereafter, we started the Mahindra Blues Festival. Uh, that happens in, um, in Mumbai every year in, in the second week of February. Um, around the same time, we started the Mahindra Sanatkada Lucknow Festival, mm. which is a lovely little festival that happens in um, Lucknow every year. 
it is actually organized by an NGO called Sanat Kada, hmm. run by this um, uh, lady Madhavi? by the name of Madhavi Kukreja. Madhavi Kukreja, yeah, Madhavi. yeah, yeah. Yeah, who is a force of nature. If you've met her, you can... Yeah. You will realize that the moment I met her, um, uh, um, I, I wanted to, to support everything that she does because she does it with so much heart and soul, and and um, and and she runs this NGO that uh, kind of empowers and um, educates and and kind of uh, gives um, um, vocational training to a lot of women in Parda and the Dalit women in the region. Mm. And the entire festival is put together by ninety percent of uh, these women which is so heartening to see uh, every year. And they do this five-day um, uh, festival um, with craft and art at, as its uh, backbone. But around that, uh, they do film, music, food. Uh, Lucknow and food has to happen. Um, music, dance, um, uh, and, and all other art forms as well. So it's a multicultural uh, bonanza of five days in Lucknow. The aim being to bring back tradition, bring back culture, bring back the te- Lucknavi Tehzeeb, which we've kind of lost over the years. And and Mr. Um, Mahindra has a connection also to Lucknow, right? His mother yeah, is fact, from there, fact, right? So yeah. Yeah, mother, that's yeah, right. In yeah. fact, that's how the festival started. You know, frankly, to tell you the truth, um, the, this festival didn't tick all our strategic uh, mm. boxes, mm. you know. And when um, when I went to Anand saying that, you know, we must support this, but, you know, it's not ticking all my boxes what are we supposed to do and, and he said okay don't worry I'll support it you know what my mom was from Lucknow it'll be a great ode to her we'll, we'll, we'll do it in her memory so it is one festival that I use as a branding kind of a tool for us for cultural outreach as much as I use any other festival it's a minor festival the funding comes personally from Anna oh okay. it is not from from the corporate kitty oh, um, okay. so that also gives you a cue that we are very serious about our method of um, a selection of uh, uh, the cultural projects that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a method to the madness. There is a filtering criteria. And all these things are very important if you want to sustain your uh, presence in that field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that year on year on year, we are able to go back and say, okay, yeah, this was my checklist. I'm good with that checklist. And you can go back to management and say, you know, this is what we started doing. This was the intent. And this is what we are fulfilling every year. This didn't, but it had this really strong emotional um, reason. It was Anand's mother's city and Madhvi with her persuasive skills and the work that she does truly is magnificent. We said, uh, if there's something we should support, even if it doesn't fit our criteria, is is this festival. And we are so glad we did it because now it's the 11th year of the festival Mm. and um, it's really brought a lot of joy and personal satisfaction to be part of that um, festival. Soon thereafter, you know, uh, we um, uh, wanted to, you know, at that time, there was so much polarization happening in the world, every, you know, uh, all kinds of communities uh, pitted against other communities, ideas were like polarizing, etc, etc, etc. And we said, you know, we as a corporate, it behooves on us to stand for um, something, you know, um, um, uh, not religious, but either in the spiritual sense or some some balance between the polarization that's happening mm-hmm. and and um, uh, we thought of Kabir and a lot of uh, ideas of Kabir are of obviously very relevant today um, and his uh, secular approach to life is very reflective of the way we run as a company as well. So our company was actually you know uh, in, in, when it was formed seventy eight years ago it was called Mahindra and Muhammad. M and M actually comes from Mahindra and Muhammad. And soon after the company was on, partition happened and Mr. Mohammed 
went away to pa Pakistan. At that time, the company was re-christened to Mahindra and Mahindra. But I always tell the story that right from our inception, we are so secular in nature. We really respect individu individuality and diversity in our company. Is If there's any one idea or thought that reflects our ideology and thought is the way Kabir approached the world. Mm. And so we we kind of put together the Mahindra Kabira festival and mm. we situated that festival in Banaras okay. uh, where Kabir was born and, and he kind of, you know, preached um, and uh, and went about his life. Um, and uh, it was basically an effort to bring Kabir home to Banaras because Banaras was soon also losing the Kabir part of it. I mean, we always uh, equate Banaras to uh, Kashi Vishwanath and the Hindu tradition and, and even the a very strong Muslim presence as well. Uh, but Kabir was equally, I mean, he, he in fact stood on uh, the, the, the crossroads of Banaras and, and reached a very different approach to life and a, a very, um, very rational approach to life, which, which we identified with. So we, we've been supporting that festival, which is our festival for the past six years now. We just finished the sixth edition in November and um, you know, it's going beautifully well as well. It happens on the uh, right on the river, on the ghats. Um, and um, uh, not only do we uh, present Kabir in different ways, because Kabir is usually sung in a folk uh, mm -hmm. tradition way, which of course is part of the festival. But then we work with Hindustani music stalwarts and even rock bands to, um, you know, um, uh, kind of urge them to adopt Kabir and they create special sets for the festival. Last year we had um, uh, Aruna Sairam uh, come, we have, we've had Kaushiki uh, Chakraborty, we had, we've had Shubha Mudgal, Ajay Chakraborty. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very diverse um, musical canvas that we present Kabir in. And also being in Banaras, then we expose the delegates and the people to a food walk and a heritage walk and literature sessions and all of that. So it's coming out to be a wonderful, comprehensive festival as well. There's Mahindra Independence Rock. Independence Rock used to be this mammoth festival that happened in Mumbai years ago. Mm. And uh, we have revived it uh, from this year, last year onwards. So there's Mahindra Independence Rock that happens in Mumbai around the November timeframe. Mm. Uh, Kabira happens, for, by the way, in November, which I mentioned. Mm. And the two new festivals that are coming up uh, this year, brand new, uh, conceived and conceptualized by us with our partners, uh, Hyperlink, uh, who does the blues as well. Um, it's called the Mahindra Roots Festival, which is essentially uh, bringing Indian traditional culture in a contemporary language for the Gen Z. Oh, so okay. we are very worried that the younger uh, generations are kind of perhaps losing touch with our Indian culture. And, mm -hmm. and we realize that the Indian culture needs to adapt a bit for, it, for its salience for the younger lot. Mm -hmm. And so we are trying really hard to curate a festival that would uh, kind of be Indian, very Indian in its nature, but also uh, kind of be something that the the younger lot would consume well. And Mahindra um, um, Percussion Festival that we are going to be doing in uh, Bangalore in March. Mm -hmm. Roots happens in February okay. uh, in Mumbai. Mahindra mm -hmm. uh, Percussion is going to happen in Bangalore uh, on March 18th. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's one day of uh, all kinds of percussion, Indian, Western, folk, uh, urban, I mean, any kind of unusual percussion can you think of is going to be a part of that festival. So we're looking forward to that as well. Okay, yeah. so do these um, cultural outreach, the festivals, do they come on to your corporate videos or your, you know, branding, any any particular oh, yeah. uh, ad, so each, ad films or, you know, anywhere does it reflect? 
Hmm. Um, each of these festivals has a, a personality and character of its own and has a social media um, asset base of each of their own. So there's Insta, Facebook, Twitter for each of these festivals. Okay. And uh, that comes alive during the festivals all through the year. There is a, a, a content management team that works hard to you know fuel a lot of that content. Um, we we create uh, overarching uh, cultural outreach uh, videos that talk about uh, the, all the festivals as a bunch. Um, so till now we basically had three to four festivals. Now all of a sudden we have seven. Seven. So yeah. we are going to be yeah we are going to be putting into place coming forward a lot of other uh, largish comprehensive um, uh, material that straddle all the festivals, but. You know, actually, the festivals themselves are so unique by themselves mm. uh, and uh, so much rich content gets generated. You know, they're all visual. They're all music led. They are artsy. They are cultural. So there's so much and more content that happens for each festival. Yeah. Wonderful. So are you stopping at seven or who knows? Will you have many more? Well, if I, if I was the king of uh, everything, then I would definitely do much, much more. Um, but as I said, you know, it, it is a good, we have to keep a balance between what, what we can do justice for. We, we, we've taken 15 years to come to seven festivals. Mm -hmm. um, um, and while uh, I'm really happy the way it has gone, of course, the Dil Mange more, if, you know, some interesting idea comes by us and there is a strategic need for it, mm -hmm. which is very important. Then of course, we'll do more. Why not? Okay. On that note, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Shah. <laughs> Good to have you had on uh, BL Podcast. Thank you, Chitra. Thank you so much. Wonderful talking to you.